Goal Mate, Alforan's Football Forum, a Goal Aid original. Very welcome to episode 7 of Goalmouth, Al Foran's Football Forum. This is a Goal Out original podcast focused on all things football. Goal Out is the home of Irish podcasts. And the new Goal Out app is available to download for free now in the App Store. You'll find new episodes of Goalmouth every Tuesday at lunchtime, first on the Goal Out app and all major podcast platforms. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host Paddy Murphy. Good evening. And this week we are also joined by TV presenter, actor and my fellow Man United fan, Simon Delaney, as our special guest. How are you, Si? I've been better, Al. I've been better, brother. But what can we do? Yeah, it's um, it's been a tough, tough... Uh, it's just been a tough season in general, hasn't it, buddy? Yeah, it has. It's been a tough nine years. I mean, you know, we all knew that things were going to get... Things were going to be different after Fergie left, but... um. You know, the writing was on the wall when the Glazers came in and then they gave Moyes the boot after seven months. And it's been downhill since, Al. Hasn't it been great crack altogether? No, it's just been pure shite, to be honest with you. And I've just, I'm, yeah. we're all we're all numb to the pain um, after every defeat. Um, mm. th- that game on, on Sunday just epitomises everything, everything wrong at, with the football club at the moment, you know? Yeah, it just summed it just summed everything up. I think the 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 pain has now turned to anger, and uh, it's a case of where United fans are pointing their anger towards. And I think more and more of us are, uh, you know, pointing point towards you know the owners. I mean, they just they have absolutely no interest in uh, in the football club. It's 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 pretty much just another business that's servicing a debt. Um, it's staggering how little. Uh, interest they have in the club that yeah. you know even watching one of them being interviewed there last week and is he, the, their first love is the NFL oh, and fair was, enough that's grand about the Vince Lombardi trophy wasn't he yeah yeah, yeah. not immensely United but you know I get I get why they're in it they're in it just to um it, it's not washing money but it's just somewhere to put money it they've no interest in the club and the history and the heritage they've no interest in league titles I'd, I'd imagine if you asked any of them how many have we won they wouldn't be able to tell you yeah. um they certainly couldn't name the 1977 FA Cup final team um mm. which saddles like you and me could but yeah no it, it starts there and unfortunately over the last nine years that has seeped down through a system of bad recruitments and not just bad recruitment in terms of players but in terms of the staff who are there to recruit um, they've got that very badly wrong yeah. and that's bled down onto the football pitch in terms of handing out extortionate wages to uh, to the hateful bunch of overpaid mercenaries who yeah. now populate the, the dressing room Yeah, do you, do you think you know, 2005 they came in I don't think they interrupted anything with, with Sir Alex Ferguson with regards to uh, No, well it was their, a case Alan, if it ain't interests. broke, don't fix it Yeah, yeah yeah, they 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 seen that the structure was perfect under Ferguson, but when he left, I feel like they they just had a field day with it. Well, I mean, just look at the facts. I mean, they were the most successful sports brand in the world, and I hate using that term, but let's be honest, they were right. They were up there with the New York Yankees in terms of revenue, and overnight, overnight, they went into five hundred million pounds worth of debt overnight. Yeah. Um, I mean, how that deal was allowed to happen is beyond me. But look, we've seen it since with their owners taking over clubs and things going south. 
you know, they have serviced the debt. The debt is now at 300 million. Um, and, you know, some people will say, look, since they came in now, the one thing they didn't do was deny any manager a transfer target that he wanted. They've given every manager a war chest of varying levels, but they've never stopped anybody buying the players that they wanted. The problem is that the recruitment. So the problem is the people who are put in there to do the recruiting. United fans have been saying for, you know, just before Fergie left, we'd know director of football structure in there. And that's coming to pass now. And this whole thing of, you know, loading the youth and bringing the academy through. We've had a, we've had an academy player in every starting eleven since eighteen twenty six or whatever the fucking stat is. You know, that's all well and good, but they're not interested in that. They, you know, they, they get sent a shopping list from whatever manager who comes in, and they say, okay, well there you go, go and get them. Like we finished second last year and added Ronaldo and Varane. Yeah, <laughs> and yet it's gone south. So you have to ask yourself, why is it gone south? You know, Solskjaer said, I think it's three years to the day when they, when Everton battered us 4-0, he said after the match, he said, a lot of these players won't be here next season. <laughs> we're three years down the line, and nine of the 11 who played that match were beaten 4-0, started on Saturday. Yeah. So our problem seems to be we can't get rid of them. And why, you know, why would they want to go? They're the being paid obscene amounts yeah. of money to sit there and play and sit on the bench and warm the bench. Why would they want to move on where they'll have to actually put a shift in? They're getting away with murder under under a succession of managers. I thought when Van Gaal came in, um, I thought he would have put the manners on some of them uh, and got rid of yeah. some of the deadwoods. He didn't. I thought Mourinho would do the same. He didn't. Solskjaer, you know, seemed to be very close to a lot of them, played with a lot of them, obviously. So yeah. I kind of forgave him that, but I still thought he could have got rid of some through the recruitment structure, through whatever person's in charge of bringing players in is obviously the same person's in charge of getting people out. So I thought they would have sorted something out there. He hasn't. Um, Ragnick has come in and uh, had his reputation destroyed um, since he came in. Uh, he's a very honest man. I like his post-match conferences and press conferences, but he's done nothing. I mean, you're starting with Matic on Saturday and you're bringing on Mata. I mean, it's yeah, not 2006, lads. Know, it's, it's you know what I mean? I couldn't believe it's it. Ab- it's insanity. Yeah. It's utter insanity. Yeah, you know, and to, to dive into the to the dressing room, Al, which I'm sure we will, but something is absolutely wrong at the core of us. I mean, mm. what has happened to Marcus Rashford? I mean, he's fallen off a cliff. It's like the uncle has forgotten how to play football. Mm. Um, Maguire. Maguire isn't... Uh, a Colchester United player with the greatest <laughs> respect to Colchester United. And not only is he at Manchester United, and not only is he in the 25-man squad, he's the fucking captain. I know. I wouldn't send I wouldn't send the man for tea. He's the captain. <laughs> he is the ca- think about that. Yeah. Eric Cantona, Roy Keane. I know. Brian Brian Robson. Robo, yeah. Martin Buchan. You know, yeah. they're Manchester United captains. I actually Maguire. Maguire I, it's staggering Simon, that he I actually is. met uh, Martin Buchan um, in yeah. December. Yeah, just in in hotel football. It was a deal for for Whiteside, and he mm. Jesus, he, he had a lot of things to say about the current squad and yeah. Harry Maguire in particular. 
And I don't know what it is, but I mean, and I hate using this thing of, you know, and we have it in our WhatsApp group. Uh, you know, we have a WhatsApp mm. group, United fans. It's like oh, a professional. It's, it's yeah, great. it's terrible. Can I get in there? But, um, <laughs> but you, you can. I mean, you just come in and laugh, Paddy. But, but, uh, <laughs> exactly. It's, um, it's, it's, it's staggering to think that the, that the fellow, and I hate, I hate using this, this argument of, you know, because we watch our football on Sky and we watch it on BT and, and we hear them talking about, Rashford and about Luke Shaw and about Maguire and I hate using the thing of yeah. they're bigging them up because they're English players but there seems to be something in that I mean is are they not watching the same matches that we're watching Maguire is an appalling defender you, he can't find a position for him he he's played him centre half and he was and he he's was, played a, he, he was but, strong enough like in the, the last couple of seasons though that's the only thing yeah but the thing is <laughs> He he was he was good good last season maybe the season before he had a shite Euros and he's had a shite start to the season up to Christmas at that point the manager steps in and goes out you go on the bench yeah. or playing reserves and you bring in someone else he's played him with Lindelof with Bailly with Tu and Zebi with Varane and mm. it's not working he's played him at centre half both sides and he's played him out on the left and right wing of a three yeah. and it's not working he has the turning circle of a B and I ferry. He's yeah, no pace. He doesn't seem to have any football yeah, knowledge or football sense. Yeah. No idea of what's happening in front of him. And he's he's an absolute liability. Now, you can't blame him for the goal on Saturday. No. But it had to happen to him. Yeah. You know, it had to happen to him. But anyway. I think I think can we do a deck of the rosary or something now? <laughs> <It's up with laughs> The stations of the cross, maybe. I think that I well, I think the best thing to do about Maguire is formally strip him of the captaincy in the summer. Um, just drop him, just drop him and sell him. Yeah, I mean, who'd buy him anyway? But why you lose a lot of money on, on him? Though. 10 million, 15 million. Yeah, but you're gonna, you're what you're doing. <laughs> well, what, what are you gaining by hanging on to him? Yeah, nothing, nothing. absolutely nothing. <clears throat> it's a business. What's he on? If you have an asset, if you have, a, if you have an asset in your business that's not performing. You change it. Yeah. You change it for a younger, cheaper, faster model. Yeah. Now, don't tell me that there isn't a kid in the academy that has a potential to come in and do something and grow alongside someone like Varane. Yeah. That, I don't, I'm not buying that for a second. Mm. He's hoovering up wages. Now, listen, I, I can do a list. There's at least 12, 14 players who shouldn't be at the club. Yeah. You know, and I love Mata, Matic, Lingard, Wambasaka. I mean, I can go on. Phil Jones. Phil, Phil Jones. Mm. He, Phil Jones has played 90 minutes more for United than I have in the last four years. <laughs> and he's collected about 8 to 10 million pounds in wages. Yeah. What's what he on 80 grand a week? And, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, look, it's, I, 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 it's just nonsensical. In any mm. other business, if that's an asset sitting on your balance sheet, that's not yeah. giving you a return because there isn't a huge queue for Phil Jones jerseys in the fucking megastore. So where's the return coming from hanging on to him? I know, yeah. You have to bite the bullet and get rid. Jones, but the Mata, whole thing, Matic, Cavani. Jones, what do you think about Cavani? Cavani will <laughs> be gone. Ronaldo will oh. be gone because he's not going to play against Bodo Glint on Thursdays next year. Not a hope of it. No. Um, I'd get rid of Lingard. There's a rake of them. You yeah, can fill it. You could fill a team bus with them. Bodo Glint could be in the Champions League. <laughs> well, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. You're in great form, Paddy, aren't you? You're loving this, aren't you? He's not. Do you know what? He's not Simon because Why? I picked him up on the on the way to bring it, brought him into town, and he was miserable about yesterday's result as a Liverpool fan. Mm. It's like, what the fuck are you miserable for? 
two all against you know arguably two arguably two of the best teams in the world. You get a yeah, result but like I can, that. Yeah, but I can see why he's miserable because they, they going into the game they should have won. They've, yeah. they've had ten eleven. What is the ten eleven wins in a row? City have had a couple of slip ups. Missed opportunity. Um, missed opportunity. I think absolutely. Now City were superb. Make no mistake. But when you take the game on its own, yes, I think two yeah. two was a good result for Liverpool, yeah. and City should have won it at the end. Mares should have played either played Foden in or or buried that chance at the end, but. You absolutely would have bitten her arm off for a job, but going into the game because they're in better form, I can see why you'd be miserable, Paddy, because it was yeah. you know you're the form team, yeah. and I think if you'd have won yesterday, I think just momentum would have carried you through to the end of the season. I think now you've got a harder run in, although you've had your three points against us coming up in a couple of weeks, and it have big goal difference, but you've a handier, <laughs> you know. I think you've a handier or a harder run in than City, so I think you needed to win yesterday. I think, how, they, I think how that's why. Is that I game think that's why you're pissed off. But I'll give you a laugh, right? I'll give you a laugh at how bad it is. This just sums up my last couple of years, right? It was my brother's birthday last week, Al, right? Yeah. And uh, I have two sisters and a brother. My brother, who's my best friend in the world, loved the man to bits, yeah. but he's a season t- he's a season ticket holder at Anfield. He's a okay. Liverpool fan, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And uh, it was his birthday last week. It was a big birthday. It was the yeah. big Hawaii 5 And I thought, what will I get him? And I thought, you know what? So I went on to Cameo and I said, I'll get him a message from one of the Liverpool legends, right? Mm. And I got him, I booked him a little message from uh, from Phil Thompson, right? And yeah. uh, and Dave like goes every second week. He's traveled across Europe to follow the Reds. He's he's a proper fan. And uh, I get, you know, on Cameo, you'd give him a few details about the person you'd give him the message to. So I said he was a season ticket holder. He'd, he'd followed the club around Europe. And I told him who the message was from. It's his big brother, Simon, and I'm a United fan. Anyway, an hour later, I got the message delivered back to my phone. Hello, Dave. Phil Thompson here. How are you, mate? I know you're a big <laughs> Liverpool fan. You're a season ticket holder. Hasn't it been great? And you followed the Reds across Europe and they've given you some great memories. And it was a gorgeous message. Mm. For about three minutes. And then he just stopped me and went, Hey, I tell you what, though, your birthday, hey, big one for you. But this message comes here from your brother Sam. And he's a United fan. And he started pissing himself laughing. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes on to say, Hey, you must have had some crack with him. Hey, we walloped him 5 0. I tell you what, Dave, I didn't stop laughing for two weeks. I was like, Well, fuck you anyway, Phil. I just paid <laughs> to give you a message. And I said to my brother, my brother said he pissed himself laughing for about 20 minutes. And of course, he gets to keep that message which I'm sure will be fucking brought out every six months <laughs> he'll send it back to me you know but uh, oh, that's how bad it is it's just septic yeah. it's septic ah uh, stop it that, five, that was that 5 nil game was that was special 4 nil up at half time I, I'd never experienced you for you like yeah sorry you're, you're breaking up there Paddy I didn't hear you there <laughs> listen to be fair five, it could have been 10 so 5 nil in the ah game listen game. Jesus and what was worse for us Paddy was it that the following week when City beat us 2 nil, it was a worse result yeah that was they, worse like, uh, I mean I, I mean Edison could have come out wearing a three piece suit with a deck chair you know what I mean yeah. it was yeah. it was shocking they were in second um, gear for the whole game but I mean, it just, it just, it, I mean, I think Gary Neville summed it up yesterday when he said, I've run out of what things to say about this team. Because when yeah. you think it can't get any worse, because fourth place, if even third was on a plate for them this year, on a plate, Arsenal mm-hmm. followed bits, West Ham fell off, you know, it's the, if they'd put five wins together, you know, they'd, they'd have been safe, safely into the Champions League next year. But the truth of it is, they don't deserve Champions League football. No, they don't, they deserve, don't it. deserve it. 
and they don't deserve Europa League football. No. So I hope that it's Thursday night just after Coronation Street next year because they fucking deserve it. They deserve to do a 2,000 mile round trip. In fact, I'd send them by coach. Let them fucking drive over and play. Them. You know what I mean? That's what they need. <laughs> I'm lost for words. No, because that's the thing you are. You're just lost for words. But no, if, if we are it. in that stupid conference league, just play the kids. No Europe will be better for United. No, oh yeah, sense, like, Jesus, I'd be delighted yeah. with no Europe. Yeah, but you know what? It, it 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 would be better. But I think they need to. I think they need a dose of medicine, and I think a dose of medicine is the Europa Conference League. Mm. Let them play in it. Let them play in it because that's what they've earned. They've yeah. earned a place in the Europa Conference League. So go for it. Take it and play There's every no way game. Ronaldo stays and, in there. Surely not. No, absolutely. Listen, Ronaldo's going to go anyway. He wouldn't even stay for the Europa League. I, I, you know, the whole Ronaldo thing, that's another where you do two hours not alone, but he's going to go, like, like, think about this. He's going to go, Cavani's gone. And so our one striker that's left is Rashford and he's not even starting every game. Yeah. Now, what does yeah. that say? Yeah. What, how much of a kick in the balls was that for Rashford a couple of weeks ago? He couldn't even get a start. Was it against Leicester? Yeah. Yeah, it was against He Leicester. couldn't even get in the first 11. So clearly, clearly, because I like to think that Rangnick has he's some football dejected. knowledge. What he's mm-hmm. seeing in training is just not deserving of a, of a starting place. Now, if you've only got four strikers and three of them are going to be gone in the summer. Yeah. You know, I'm not even I'm not even going to get into who or what we need in the summer because what we need is, is with the exception to Hay, we need one to 11. End of, end of story. You look at Liverpool, you look at City, there's two players at least per position, which is what mm. we used to be back 10 years ago. Yeah, two you can, you can put out two 11s, and that's how you're able to win your doubles and your trebles and whatever, because you rotate the team and you keep, you know, you wrap them in cotton wool, you know. We, we have not got that luxury. When we're taking off Matic, who's five years over the hill plus, mm. and bringing on Mata, who used to play in long shorts, like, that, <laughs> that shows you where we are. You know what I mean? He used to play in... <laughs> The old cotton fucking shorts down below his knees. Now, I know he's a small man and the shorts won't still look long enough, but, but that's where we're at. That's where we're at. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm fully expecting if, if the two left backs get injured that Mike Duxbury might get a run out for us next week. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, this is therapeutic. On. Thanks, anyway, gift that keeps on giving here, so I just have to move on. <laughs> Just we, we had our first ever um, Twitter space after the Everton game, Simon, and it was. It was I saw great. it and I yeah. thought I'm not going on there because I'll just I'll end up swearing <laughs> to people and I'll just get too upset. I said I'm going to sit down and watch the Masters. Need a fucking Cadbury's cream egg just to calm myself down. <laughs> so I did. Well, we spoke to to the fans and we spoke about Man United's loss to Everton. And we'll have a bit more to chat about that later on. But <laughs> you're going on the next one, Simon. We gotta get, <laughs> get in, this has been box office. Get Simon already. on every week, make it a trio. Oh Jesus. Um, yeah, it was our first time interacting with you guys on Twitter spaces and it was a great success. So thank you everyone yeah. who joined in. Uh, there was a lot of variety in the responses and we will be announcing another Twitter space very soon. So keep an eye out on at Impressionist Al on Twitter for any updates. Simon, every fucking week I come in here. Every week, mm-hmm. I am just miserable. It's a bad result after mm. a bad result. You know, we've had, this is our seventh episode, and we've only had one episode where I was in good form after a result, mm. and that was the Tottenham game. I thought you were going to say it was the international break and we didn't play. Mm. 
That was another great I was, week. I, I had a great weekend that weekend. Great you know? weekend, yeah. And, yeah, no, it's not, and it's not going to get any better, my friend. The season can't end too yeah. uh, quickly enough because we're going to get absolutely humiliated again at Anfield mm. uh, and 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 elsewhere. I mean, yeah. I I can't see a win in any of those seven fixtures. No, absolutely um, not. So yeah, roll on the uh, summer tour to Malaysia where we might play the President's Eleven and get a score draw. Maybe yeah. we'll see what happens in July. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, but as well, we've just had a, a bit about Eric Ten Hag. Um, last yeah. week it was widely reported that Ten Hag was set to be offered the full-time job at Man United mm. what do you think about this I, I mean I think they're very tentative in hiring him and giving him any freedom with regards to the structure they're pissing their pants about this and it just it pisses me off so much why does it well why let me does, ask you a question now who's they who's, who's scared the board the board you see it could be Darren Fletcher and Murtaugh as well Darren Fletcher, right? Let's discuss Darren Fletcher for a minute, shall we? <laughs> um, let, let let's let's go there, Al, because I've wanted to go there for a while. I love this goal um, against Everton. I have a great photograph of myself, myself and Darren Fletcher in the players' lounge uh, after my fortieth birthday. I ended up in there and I got a lovely photograph of him. Yeah, but that's where the good stuff ends because what in the name of all that's good and holy is he doing on the sideline? giving players instruction oh, as they come on. Yeah. And Ragnick is sitting back in on the bench playing yeah. Candy Crush with the, with, with Ted Lasso <laughs> beside him. What's the story there? I mean, Darren Fletcher will be upset about giving the manager control. I tell you what, Darren, you head back up to the canteen and give the girl a hand doing the lunches because, you know, unless, unless someone can explain to you what his actual title is, I know he's, is he something to do with recruitment or something? Anyway, so. Darren Fletcher, Darren Fletcher should be as, as far out of the picture as you can put him. Lovely mm. lad, great player, yeah. absolutely brilliant club man. But put him in the academy, you know, let him, let him blood the youth and let him talk, let him instill the, the values of the club in the youth. Fantastic. Mm. Um, this thing of, the, they're scared of giving Van Hal or Ten High control. Mm. Um, that that should be a prerequisite for the job. That should be item number one of the agenda. So what are you looking for? Complete control. If you get past that, then you go into the yeah. fiduciary detail of contract and all that shit. That should just be a given. If you're, if you're bringing a man in, why are you bringing him in? Why are you replacing the manager? But here's the thing. What, why can they not see what's happening at City and Liverpool with Klopp and Guardiola? That they have complete control of the structure at the club and they're doing pretty well. Uh, with that, yeah. Why can't yeah, they not see, see that? Why are they so fucking because, clouded in their because, judgment? Because because I'll give you a number of reasons why our owners about six lives about six thousand kilometers away. Now yeah. so do Liverpool's owners, but Henry has at least got a passing interest in Liverpool, and he mm. had a guiding hand in hiring Klopp. And when he interviewed Klopp, Klopp laid out his vision, and Henry bought it. Mm. Lock, stock, and barrel went. This is the man. The board at United are disconnected to the owners, in my opinion. The mm. board are also disconnected to the structure below them, i.e. the director of football. You know why? Yeah. Because we don't fucking have one. That's yeah. why. What needs to happen, in my opinion, is, uh, honestly, I, to be honest with you, Al, as we, as we sit here recording this, I would be surprised if Ten Hag takes the fucking job. Yeah. I would be surprised. Because now I'm, I'm hearing this interest in Leipzig, yeah. and it hasn't been announced, and they're saying, well, it won't be announced until Ajax win the league, all that shit. Mm. There's, there's a reason that's delayed. What they need to do is they need to give Ten Hag the keys of the kingdom, whatever he requires, mm. 
and they need to leave the man alone. They need, yeah. and they also, while they're over there at Ajax, knock on Edwin van der Sar's door and say, "You're coming as well. Name yeah. your salary." And yeah. you bring the two of them because they've now established not just a relationship between the pair of them, but they've also established a system through the academy yeah. up to the reserves and up to the first team. That needs to be instilled. I mean, well, so in other words, what they need to do at United is they need to tear it up completely and start again. Yeah. And at that point, if that's what, what happens and if that's what United fans see, then we will have the patience to wait three to five years to have a shout at the title. But if it keeps lumbering the way it is, yeah. the, the fans will not turn up anymore. Now, you might think, well, fuck it, they don't care about the fans turning up. They will. Because two or three seasons out of European competition will genuinely affect the balance sheet. Fans not turning up will genuinely affect the uh, the tails at the ground. That's the only thing that these people will 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 yeah. take take notice of. Or the only other way it's going to happen is if we get new owners. Now there has to be United fans across the world that are sitting up like billionaires. There has to be. Look at look at who just came in for Chelsea. Three yeah. four different bids of fellas who support the club as kids. They're now multi billionaires. Yeah, there has to be someone out there who must be looking at this and going, let's just get in there, get oh. rid of the Glazers. And take over ourselves because that's I mean, what has to happen. But I would day I dream in terms, of in terms of the manager, I'm hoping it's Ten Hag because I respect what he's done. I love the fact that he worked under Guardiola in terms of at Bayern Munich in the reserves. He's he is Guardiola's mm. number one fan on the planet. He loves the way he plays. Mm. He instilled Guardiola's uh, ethos into the reserves of Bayern because that's what. Uh, Guardiola wanted yeah. but since he left Bayern he's carried that on he plays the high press high intensity all that kind of stuff great I think he's a great football manager yeah. and I think he it, this could be the perfect step for him what's worrying me is he's looking at it and going well if I can't come in there and bring an empty coach uh, from Waterford over and put 16 fellas on it and tell them to go and shite I'm not coming here because I'm <laughs> not coaching <laughs> because I'm not standing on China pitch coaching Mata Matic, yeah. Lingard, Wambasaka, etc. Bailly, uh, Phil Jones, you know, the four reserve keepers we've had. Like it's it's yeah, unless he unless he gets Bailly. to come in. What about Eric Bailly? Big Lee Grant. <laughs> good yeah. man, glass ankles by he's great. He you get one good game out of him every six months, and yeah. that was worth the transfer fee alone. He I mean he had potential to be an absolute Rolls Royce, but unfortunately you can't keep him fit. He looks like he'd injured himself if he was going up in a lift on his own, like he's yeah. that kind of bloke, you know what I mean? So Lindelof plays with a pacemaker. He should give it to Maguire for the next couple of games, see how he gets on with it. Um <laughs> It's, it's, I have a pacemaker, Simon. <laughs> no, I know that, but you're not playing Premier League football, son. <laughs> and if, you, if if it's a part of one that you can take out, uh, would you post it to Harry Maguire, care of Manchester United, M16 or uh, Manchester? Um, no, but if- so, so unless unless Ten Hag gets gets to do what he wants, a he won't take the job, and b it's just not going to work because if, if it's not Ten Hag, who's it going to be? Pochettino. Yeah. Tanag is the right man, but it's mm. it, he, yeah. he's not stupid. He I, knows he you know needs what? the control. No. Interestingly but Paddy, enough, but Paddy, are Man United right for Ten Hag? That's the question. Interestingly enough, not, no. though, a mate of mine preferred Pocho over Ten Hag, and I'm going to actually get some of his messages here. He's gave me yeah, well, some valid reasons. While you're, looking, while you're looking for the messages, let me read out Poch's uh, list of achievements: the French charity shield. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been relegated at every club he's been to, bar, bar yeah. Southampton. Yes, so. yes, yes, he did great at Southampton. 
He said, Potch, Ralph Houston, Hatton Hootle is doing great at Southampton, but, having lost 10 0 and 9 0. Well, this is what he said about Potch, that. Simon. He said, um, Potch has experience with a bunch of pathetic losers and Spurs and then overpaid gimps at PSG. United squad is a perfect mix of the two. He says he thinks Potch was a good choice. Ten Hag, not very long in the tooth. Uh, clear out the dogs, hit squad players and improve the team. And he, well, and answer me this then. What did he do with those players at PSG? Oh, the problem hit, and we've we've mentioned it in the in the previous episodes. Poch has issues with PSG because he has to report to Leonardo, and then Leonardo has to report to Nasser El Khalifi. Sorry, well, Paddy, Paddy just nearly there, fell off. His if you chair. think he has problems there, you want to ask him then would he have problems getting a bollocking from Darren Fletcher? Because I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would. And if Darren Fletcher's not there, Luke Chadwick will be in to give him a ball to the next day. Do you know what I mean? So if he's got a problem with Leonardo, who actually played to a certain standard, oh, how much, me. how do you think Potch would love, listen, you're going to have to go up and see Mr. Fletcher. He's not happy. Who the fuck's Mr. Fletcher? Well, I got, I mean? like, listen, I have to. He has an office next to Danny Simpson who's in charge of something else as well. Do you know what I mean? I got like, some responses. Jesus wept. Uh, about about it, I put a Don't question a out on, on my Instagram stories about Ten Hag, and I got some responses. Here's one of them. Um, I think people are boasting about him too much. I like him and I'm happy, but not 100% sure. Another response I got was needs to be backed more than anything. Um, mm-hmm. and then yeah, someone that, wants yeah. Jose Mourinho to come back. <laughs> and here's the last one. Oh. He needs time, needs the players to suit his system, not just buying any big name we can find, a big clear out too. And that is the problem, Simon, because we try to punch our ticket to the top by signing one player. The Glazers are trying to skip the queue. That's their fucking issue. They don't want, they're not up for, you know, setting up a structure Yeah, but Al, the Glazers are buying the players that their recruitment officers are telling them are the right players. The Glazers wouldn't know Bebe from Ronaldo but do you they think, both knocked the fucking door for parcels. Do you know what I mean? Do you not think in their mind that they thought they're going to bring in Cristiano Ronaldo, the, the franchise player, like we brought in Tom Brady, who won the fucking yeah, but, Super but, uh, Bowl for, had, the, for the Bucks. It probably had to be explained to them who the fuck Ronaldo was. <laughs> they probably they probably meant the fat guy used to play for Brazil. No, 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 no. The guy is, the guy is over in Juventus. What, what's a Juventus? You know what I mean? Like, uh, no. They, they just get a shopping put in front of them. These are the recommendations yeah. of the recruitment uh, officers, recruitment, whatever. And then they go, fine, okay. Hang on, this guy Ronaldo's free. We just have to pay his wages. Yeah, but his wages are a million a million a week. It doesn't matter, sign him. You know, so I, I, the Glazers have fucking nothing to do with recruitment apart from signing the checks. Fucking hell. Yeah. That's the problem with United. They, they, they don't. Well, again, it's it's about 10 years of mismanagement and, and built up wages. Like these, as you said, these old lads are not going to want to leave. Do you know what I mean? You can't get rid of them. I mean, Any manager's hand, no, has their hands tied. And you know, and you know the the one word that we haven't mentioned yet is Ed Woodward, no, um, yeah, yeah. who is who was you know when you think of you see it goes back to the whole thing of when Fergie left, David Gill left. That was disastrous. That should never have been that happened. You should have let him stay. Mm. Trying to hold him for another twelve months and blood someone in. It was like mom and dad uh, going away on, on a holiday, and you've a free gaff. They've had a free gaff for fair, nine years. And <laughs> That's listen, what I in think. fairness, Ed Woodward, right? He was commercial director under Gill, and he was very good at it. I mean, we have we have official photocopying partners. We have official um, coffee table fucking. Yeah. We've, we've got sponsors coming into the wazoo. Yeah. So that and brilliant commercial director. 
But five years ago, they should have said, oh, no, he's making a bit of a hames now, the uh, football side. But so just put him back where he was, slide him parallel over back into the commercial wing and bring a football guy in to do the football, do the negotiating. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very different negotiating with an agent to buy a player than it is negotiating with Samsung to fucking sign a deal for photocopiers or whatever the fuck it is. Do you know what yeah. I mean? We, we have an official red wine. What the fuck have we got an official red wine sponsor for? Have the you ever seen wine have you, of the have you ever seen one of the ads? Um, oh, they're melodious. It's, 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 it's one of the because because they've massive they've huge partners in Asia, and I think it's an ad with um, a daughter bringing out uh, a daughter um, introducing her new boyfriend to her father for the first time, and the father is very stern and he's not too impressed. And then, you know, the the boyfriend offers to pay for the meal, and. Um, the he pulls out a credit card with the the crest on it, and the father's eyes light up, and the two of them are best mates. And oh. I think the I think the, I think the daughter mm. has gone to the toilet at at the, this point in the ad when he pulls out the credit card, and there she comes back, and they're all pally and singing "Glory, Glory, Man United." It's just Jesus fucking Jesus cringe, and that Jesus that Christ. epitomizes the, this post Sir Alex Ferguson era. It really if does. I had a, if I had a daughter and she brought the fella in to meet me and I wasn't that impressed, the only way he'd impress me is if he went out to the car and brought Eric Cantona back in with him. <laughs> <laughs> and he just said to me, this man wants to stay in a few points. Just say, when I'm bringing your daughter to the pictures, I'd say, here's the fucking money for popcorn. Is Pete Eric's Boyle single, is he? <laughs> Sweet lamb of Jesus. Yeah, but that's, about that. again, like the whole Woodward thing, that's a whole other discussion yeah. as well. But there's just... There's just so much that's wrong. You just you just don't know where to start. No, with we it. don't I mean, know where to start. Me and you, and, and every dog in the street, moan. not just yeah, every United cool. fan. Paddy knows this. Every football fan yeah. can see what's wrong. It's yeah. not fixed. To change the manager is not going to fix it. Yeah, it needs an absolute overhaul. And the whole thing that Neville said as well about the stadium, like that, like he's right when he said the Glazers need to show their committed. You know. Turn off the service to the debt, put 20 million down a year on, on regenerating the club, on fixing the, the, the stadium. Yeah. Our training game used to be the envy. Do you remember Ferguson used to say, whenever I want to sign a player, I just bring him to Carrington? Yeah. Like now we're a mile behind City. Now we're a mile, mile behind. Not even City, like Leicester. Leicester. And they used the Maguire money for a brand new yeah. training ground. For a brand new complex, state of the art. Yeah. 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 Now it's all good, lad. It's all good. Mm. Thanks. That's, yeah. We bought Thanks. a fridge. This is great. We did, but we have a photocopying partner. That's the main. Lester don't have that. We have an official partner. photocopying sponsor. And a, fri- and a fridge partner. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wept. No, listen, I, I I don't think we should sell Maguire, but definitely drop him. I'd, I'd say drop him and... You wouldn't sell him? No, why no. Why, he'd be a good squad player him? to have. Do you think he's going to get faster as he gets older? <laughs> What are you keeping them for? Maybe yeah. if I lend them my pacemaker, as you said. Why? Why are you keeping them out? I don't know. Listen, I I think he I think he's a decent enough squad player to have. He's not he's not a captain. He's not the starting centre back. But I think definitely. I mean, we're gonna sell by eighty million squad um, player. We're, we're, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll name one other team in the Premiership whose first eleven he walks into. Ah, he like he'd he'd he's walking name to one. the likes of Burnley. Name one. I think Grant, Grant Handy will give him the Southampton game. Southampton and all that. I know he would, and he Norwich and all. He would. He would. Some glue. of the some of the bottom half. To, no, we listen. He he did play well in the Euros. Like he was, you know, we were having different conversations about him 
last summer in the Euros. He was good. I wasn't. I'll show you the WhatsApp messages in the group. No, we weren't. We weren't, Al. He would not walk into any team in that Premier League. No yeah. way. If you offered him to any manager in the Premier League, genuinely, they'd go, brilliant. Yeah, bring him in. Which one? Who? Yeah. Well, Norwich might take him to the championship. <laughs> but but that's his level. That's what I'm saying. That's the point I'm making. So yeah. why in the name of Jesus would you retain a player who's probably on 200 grand a week to play in the squad, to play in the Carabao Cup? Get get rid of him. Yeah. Bring one of the kids up from the academy. Costing you nothing. Yeah. Costing you nothing. And what are you going to lose on that? Um, you might own her at the peril. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, I think we've got enough out of United. Uh, Spurs have played 31 with 57 points. Yeah. Um, Arsenal have played 30 with 54 points. West Ham played 32 with 51 points. United played 31 with 51 points. You just leave yeah. United. No, Let's it's, talk it's about Arsenal and Spurs. It's a real shame, I think, that Arsenal, because Arsenal actually had third in their sights when they were on a run there three or four weeks ago. I thought they were the chase yeah. two down. Um, I'd love to see Arsenal do it only because my dad was an Arsenal fan. I've, I've a soft spot for Arsenal. Yeah. Um, I like I like Arteta and I like what he's doing with the team. Um, bearing in mind what you know what the the words were after the first three games of the season, which they lost badly, and they mm. all wanted him out. They stuck with him. They're giving him time. He hasn't a huge transfer budget. I think. I'd like to see Arsenal do it, but I think hand in heart, I think Spurs will do it. Yeah, I think so too. I yeah. think the experience with Conte coaching, yeah. I think, I think he's, he's he's starting to really get the and best out of that way, squad. I think, I think I think if Spurs don't get top four, I think Conte will go. Yeah, yeah. Conte's How good was Son the other day against Villa? I thought Dora so, was better. And why is nobody talking about him? Like I was watching. He's Harry underappreciated, Kane, he was isn't he? Harry Kane was at the Masters last night. Yeah, of course. I had a great time. Scotty Scheffler was fantastic. He was standing at the Masters. <laughs> he must have been literally in his kit in a taxi. Was he actually? He was. he was at the Masters over. yesterday. No way. He was yeah. live at the Sky Sports coverage. Um, yeah. But Son just doesn't get any coverage at all. I think he's a phenomenal footballer. Yeah. Exactly I'd the kind of player we need. He'd walk into any other team. Well, yeah, he would. City. He'd walk into any he's team in world football, player. I believe. And he's, apparently an absolute gentleman too. Like that's what you mm, want. The club, one of the best you know? finishers I've ever seen. When he's one on one on goal, it's like he's already oh, he's, scored. He's you know, deadly, isn't he? Yeah. And that's you and need players with, like that. You do yeah. great with assists as well. Just has a football brain. Like he, yeah. and he, he loves it. You know. But yeah, no, I think I think Spurs will do it, but yeah. I don't see Arsenal do it. You just mentioned <laughs> Arsenal. Your dad being an Arsenal fan. What was that like mm. in the the glory days when United and it Arsenal was, were duking? It was it grand. Out? I mean. Uh, I follow United because of my mum. I mean, my first memory watching United was uh, sitting with my mum. There was only two occasions every year where the curtains were drawn in the sitting room. It was the Grand National and the FA Cup final. They were, the, you know, so sort of, <laughs> yeah, they were the two big days. And I remember sitting with my mum. I was it was the '76 Cup final. I was five and uh, watching it with my mum, and they lost one little Southampton. And my mum was crying, and I thought, "What the hell is going on here?" You know. And then twelve months later. FA Cup final again, 77, mm. uh, played Liverpool, beat Liverpool. And she was crying again. I thought, what's this about? She's crying when they beat them, crying when they win. <laughs> and that's what, you know, I, I just couldn't get, I could I yeah. and I was such a mammy's boy. that I, I mean, granddad supported United, my uncles and that. Yeah. So I, I've I've been supporting them ever since. But, you know, my dad was a proper Arsenal fan. He grew up in campus, so he was a Bowers fan. And he, he followed Arsenal. Yeah. Obviously with the, the Liam Brady and Staple and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, as I say, my brother's Liverpool. Like, what's the name of Jesus? No, what a fan. That's thankfully there's someone normal in the family. Fair play. I do. Rem- I do remember once Al gone over to. Do you remember the famous game? Uh, United against West Ham. United needed to win to win the title. Remember yes, I don't know what Rooney was, penalty, anyway. wasn't it? 
No, no, it's before that. I'm talking Andy Cole time. Oh, um, where, where oh, 99? No. Yeah, I can't remember when it was, but we needed okay. to win. What we needed to do was last day of the season beat West Ham. Spurs? Was it not Spurs? Uh, <coughs> no, it was West Ham. West okay. Ham. Okay. I, I went over to my local to watch it with all my mates. We're sitting under the big screen. Like, yeah. no one had Sky back in that day. And we loads of points. And it was a 12 or 4 o'clock kickoff. We were scooped by 4 o'clock. <laughs> and United did everything. Everything bar score. They hit the post twice. The keeper played and had an absolute worldly of a game, and they just couldn't do it, you know. Mm. And uh, the game finished, and we we drew and lost the league title. Uh, I think I don't know who it was to. It must anyway, probably Arsenal. Was it ninety seven, ninety eight? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, but the girl, the lounge girl, came down and tapped me in the shoulder, and she did a tray of points. I was with three or four mates. There's a tray of points and a hanky on it. And I turned around, my elbows at the bar doing that. <laughs> Rubbing his eyes. <laughs> I tell you, I mean, my mate said, send those fucking points back to old bollocks. <laughs> we didn't, we drank them. But yeah, no, the ribbon was good. The ribbon was good. But yeah, no, so that's where my, my fondness for Arsenal comes from that day. That was yeah. my kind of second team. You know, I do like Spurs. I have a soft spot with Spurs. And what a bleeding stadium, lads. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't Unreal. it? Jesus Christ. You've been there, haven't you? No, I haven't. Oh. Me. No, phenomenal place, phenomenal. But now, I, so I think to answer your question, uh, Spurs will finish fourth. I'd like yeah. Arsenal to do. I've, that. Been, I've been saying Spurs since Conte came in. To be fair, I'm a visionary like that. Yeah, you? yeah, you are. You're an oracle, Paddy. I heard that about yeah. you. Know, yeah. <laughs> Mystic Meg, um, Mystic yeah. Murphy. That's uh, well, well, well. We'll go to Paddy, the the title decider. We were speaking a little, a little bit, a bit about it earlier. The title decider ends with a two all draw. Um. How is this rivalry different from the older ones? Because we, we had Ed Smith on two weeks ago and he was kind of mentioning how Fergie and Wang and Wenger was just a bit more explosive than this rivalry. Now, obviously, I think the quality of football in this rivalry yeah. is a lot better. Can I Wh- jump in and ask you a question, Paddy and Al? Yeah. I was looking at Sky Sports yesterday and they were saying that this is one of the biggest rivalries in English football. No, it's not. It's not. Liverpool, Liverpool and City? Yeah. Liverpool I, and Everton's a bigger rivalry. No, uh, Liverpool United. I think there's there there can be like misinterpretation with that. I think what the people mean by that is it's the it's the it's the I don't know it's the most competitive rivalry there's ever like there's yeah. there's never been two better teams like did Man City and Liverpool are, are arguably the two best teams in in the world. They're arguably two of the like, best teams that ever played in England in terms of the quality and that's just indicative to how um, progressive the game has become compared to like the glory days of like Fergie and Wenger and stuff now while that was probably a more of a frequent rivalry the level of this rivalry is, I think is, is bigger than any other rivalry but, you know what I'm trying to say the stakes the quality the, the stakes st- yeah, yeah the stakes are, are just higher than the previous rivalries but I think I think Arsenal and United it was just it was just more of a box office rivalry mm. because of as I said last week there was a lot of shithousery in games like that and it was as I said it was Keane versus Vieira mm. Fergie and Wenger there was you know fiery arguments between them two on the touchline it just had it had a lot more to it but what this rivalry trumps over that rivalry is the quality of football mm. is a lot better every game every game is an all timer and, and you know Two two all draws this season at Anfield and the Etihad, 
and just two games for the ages, like the best advertisement for the Premier League you but, could imagine. But if you look at the, that's the thing. The the key indicator here is the points totals. Um, yeah. In the last couple of years, there's one point. The point that separates them this season separates them in the last. So I think City have 338 points. City have or Liverpool and Liverpool have 337. Jesus. Like as we discussed last week, you know, with, with, with Graham, he was like, you could win the Premier League with 70 odd points before, but now if you're not hitting mid yeah. to high 90s, you don't win it. Liverpool won it with 99. City with 101. City with 90, you know, it's the level. United won it with 78 points in 1999. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like people talk about Fergie and all. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into that, but like you know. The standard of the Premier League in those days is nowhere near as good as it is now. Like to win it now, you yeah. Have to but be the standard of football—that's just football. Football evolves, sport evolves. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And uh, that's just how it is. <clears throat> like you know, you look at the standard of players. You look at the Ronaldo's and Messi's now. Like, you know what I mean? True. Nobody could have dreamed of, you know, two players duking it out for the Ballon d'Or every Some year like that and scoring sixty and averaging fifty to 60 goals a season like it was just unheard of but it's they're athletes you know what I mean they, they're not they're not mad party goers anymore they're not you know there's, they don't have too much outside distractions anymore they focus on their game they focus on their fitness it's mm. we, we, you know what I mean we live in, a, in an improved <coughs> world and it's, it's got it, it, like God only knows what the athletes would be like in 40 years time you know I think a lot of it has to do with, the, with as you say the level of opposition because let's be honest I mean Liverpool and City are miles ahead of anything else in yeah. the Premier League people people were wetting their knickers and getting very excited about Chelsea this year like, they haven't done anything like okay look what's happened with the club over the last seven eight weeks fair enough but the gulf between the two of them and it's not just a problem that United have about closing the gap they all have that problem like you know even back in the Arsenal and United days like Blackburn popped up and won the league then Chelsea came on mm. the scene. You know, nowadays it's either Liverpool or City and it's going to be like that for another five years. It'll be one of the two of them that wins the league yeah. for at least really? five years until yeah. something huge changes. Newcastle. one of those clubs. Newcastle are going to have a lot to say because yes, just the sheer, the bankroll they're going to have is going to be obscene. Like, you know, they're not going to magically win the league in a year or two or whatever, but it could... This time in ten years' time, like the city, Newcastle will be doing what City have done because Newcastle yeah. will have seen the city blueprint and they have even more money. And you know whether but, we all know the, like, talk about the rights and wrongs. And but that, with but, Chelsea, yeah. when it, when Abramovich came in and what was it two thousand and three, I believe. Yeah, they won the league within two years. You know, so I know. Listen, Easier I know. New, I know. Then, yeah. yeah, and I know yeah, at that Chelsea time, were, Chelsea were at a better start point. They than were. Newcastle they were, and, yeah, and they yeah. finished top four. Um, yeah. In oh two oh three, wasn't it Viali? No, it was Ranieri. Ranieri, Ranieri and then, mm. then they had Ran- Ranieri in the first season that Abramovich came in. Ranieri was there. Then they brought in uh, Mourinho, but yeah, obviously Newcastle are a team that you know have it's they they were fighting for relegation this year at, at some point. So yeah, it might take them a bit longer, but like the money that they have. You know, three hundred and forty billion. Oh, it's, it's obscene. Well, it's a concert. It's obscene. It's, you know, they tried to disprove it, but it is, they are bankrolled by the, the the country of Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, City. Then what's the Saudi Arabia? Man City with the, the Arab Emirates. Like, it's it's mental. Yeah, it's crazy. And Liverpool with old John W Henry. But thank God we have Jurgen Klopp. You know. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, look. Uh, before we go. Just want to say thank you very much to everyone who's contributed to the podcast this week, both on Twitter spaces and on Instagram. We'll be getting you guys involved every week and it will be your discussions that will drive the conversations on this podcast. So do stay tuned to that, folks. Um, Yeah, and on that note, that's all we have time for this week. 
Simon, thank you so much, buddy. Thanks for coming on. A pleasure. Lovely chatting to you, Paddy. Lovely chatting to you. Yeah, likewise. Uh, that was that was fantastic. You were hilarious. <laughs> that we we needed that. My God. I know. You should show you should show Paddy the, the, the sixty to hundred messages that average in our WhatsApp <laughs> oh, group. Stop, it's, Paddy. It's, I want to be I'd, oh, to be in a fly on the wall in that group. The, oh, yeah, Bewildered God. Incorporated. That's the name of our group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure, lads. Enjoyed that. Uh, pleasure, Simon. Absolute gent for coming on. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Go Loud. Uh, Go Loud is the home of Irish podcasts. Whether you're looking for a laugh out loud comedy, a gripping true crime story, or some practical life advice, the Go Loud app is the place for you. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. You'll find Goldmouth first on the Go Loud app and all major podcast platforms too. I'm Al Forn. This is Paddy Murphy, my co host. And our Andrew Lauder, Andrew Lauder, producer, and our very special guest this week, the fantastic Simon Delaney. Thank you very much for coming on, bud. Pleasure, my friend. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.